It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Answering Department of Justice questions on confidential reporting. What are some of the best practices regarding an internal reporting system? The 2012 FCPA guidance stated an effective compliance program should include a mechanism for an organization's employees and others to report suspected or actual misconduct or violation of the company's policies on a confidential basis and without fear of retaliation. This was expanded in the 2020 guidance in the section entitled Confidential Reporting and the Investigation Process. Moreover, internal reporting are a clear indicia of a working, operationalized compliance program. The 2020 update went on to state, confidential reporting mechanisms are highly probative of whether a company has established corporate governance mechanisms that can efficiently detect and prevent misconduct. An effectively working compliance program will have in place and have publicized a system which may include mechanisms that allow for anonymity and confidentiality whereby the organization's employees and agents may report or seek guidance regarding potential or actual criminal conduct without fear of retaliation. The 2020 guidance further refined this basic requirement for hotline reporting with a series of inquiries. Today, I want to go over those inquiries and how you might answer them. Number one, does the company have an anonymous reporting mechanism? If not, why not? This would seem like the most basic inquiry that one could have. For if you are a U.S. public company, or rather any company listed on U.S. stock exchanges, you have been required to have an anonymous whistleblower system in place since the passage of Sarbanes-Oxley back in 2002. Sox directs that the New York Stock Exchange and other national security exchanges require a listed company's audit committee to establish formal procedures for addressing complaints relating to accounting and auditing matters. Listed companies were required to have their whistleblower procedures in place by no later than October 31, 2004. Sox went on to mandate that companies have internal reporting systems for receiving, retaining, and treating complaints that the company receives from external sources regarding accounting, internal controls, and auditing, as well as providing a means for confidential anonymous submission by employees concerned regarding the questionable accounting or auditing matters. Sox makes as clear as is possible that publicly listed companies must have a reporting system. Two, how is the reporting mechanism publicized to the company's employees? If employees do not know about a hotline, they will not use it. Allocate a portion of your time and budget to promoting the corporate hotline through multiple channels. Put up posters and distribute cards that employees can keep in their wallets or desks. Deliver in-person presentations when possible. And do not think of the promotional initiative as a one-time effort. It is important to remind employees regularly through 360 degrees of communication that this resource is available to them. Three, has your hotline been used? An internal reporting system is obviously of no value if the stakeholders are not aware of it. Even if you have an internal reporting mechanism in place, has every segment of the company been informed? Your internal reporting data can reveal any gaps. You can review the data sliced and diced in a variety of ways to test whether the internal reporting system has been used. You can segment your internal reporting by region, department, and incident classification and other criteria. If there was one group, area, or other defined segment which is not using your internal reporting mechanism, it should become obvious in comparison to the rest of the organization. Four, 
How has the company assessed the seriousness of the allegations it received? One of the things that I learned from the television series MASH was the need for triage. In the hospital setting, triage is the process of determining the priority of patients' treatments based upon the severity of their condition. Given the number of ways that uh, that information about violations or potential violations can be communicated to government regulators, having a robust triage system is an important way to separate the wheat from the chaff and bring the right number of resources to bear on a compliance problem. One important area is making the initial determination of whether or not you need to bring in outside counsel to head up an investigation and the resources you will need. Six, does the company take measures to test whether employees are aware of the hotline and feel comfortable using it? This query involves two components. Do your employees know about the hotline and do they feel safe in using it? Retaliation or perceived unfairness to those making hotline complaints will destroy the effectiveness of internal reporting process and poison corporate culture. A hotline must be seen to offer the highest levels of protection and anonymity. To encourage employees' participation, the hotline should allow them to bring their concerns directly to someone outside their immediate chain of command or workplace environment, especially when the complaint concerns an immediate superior. The hotline should also enable employees to submit a report from the privacy of an off-site telephone or computer. It may seem like a small convenience, but giving the employees the freedom to enter a complaint from a location that is safe can make a huge difference to participation rates. 7. Has the compliance function had full access to reporting and investigative information? While there will be a desire by your corporate legal department not to give out any information about your investigation until it is complete and there is a final report, the compliance function must resist this at all costs. If the results of the investigation are not made available to you as the CCO, then <clears throat> when remediating the compliance program, such remediation will be extremely difficult because you will be going off suppositions and guesses. There must be a solid line of communication between the people who are doing the investigation and the people leading the remediation. Otherwise, you can only begin your remediation in the most general terms, and you will not be able to deal with the specific gaps in your compliance program or risks that need to be managed. Such an approach can also be a recipe for disaster. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, internal reporting systems are a clear indicia of a working operationalized compliance program. Remember, it's not one part of your compliance program, it's all parts, and internal reporting touches multiple components of your compliance program. Two, there must be a solid line of communication between the people who are doing the investigation and then leading the remediation. And three, your internal reporting mechanism must be trusted. I really can't emphasize this enough. There must be institutional justice, there must be institutional fairness, and most important, there must be trust. If employees do not believe they will be treated fairly if they anonymously report something, well, then they will not be treated fairly. If your CEO is going to try to unmask whistleblowers or, as Trump does, simply fires them, then uh, people are not going to come forward. And that is not what you want because with Dodd-Frank bounties being paid, your company can be charged significant fines and penalties. This is Tom Fox. I hope you will enjoy this month's offering on hotlines and investigations. 31 days to a more effective compliance program. If I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 days to a more effective compliance program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation and compliance. Thanks again for listening.
31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.